There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. This guy was, um, well, he was a musician mm-hmm. and he went to America and eventually he got really sick and he, he got in a coma and then they couldn't get him out of it. And they were like, I know what will get him out of it. Um, this saxophone that he loves and they put the saxophone in his hands and he gripped it really tightly and he lifted it to his mouth and then he was just like, I'm back. So, so you didn't listen to any of it. <laughs> no, I listened it up to that point. <laughs> None of that happened. I mean, some of that happened, but <laughs> you basically, you listened to the part of it that I already told you outside of the podcast. <laughs> Um, so that's, um, that story is on All in the Mind. That's All on in ABC. the Mind. It's called The Medical Muso. It's a really fascinating episode. <laughs> it's a really fun story about Definitely a man listen to it. and his love for the saxophone. It's, it's not, it's not about that. But yeah. Welcome to But Yeah with Eamon and Zeb. I'm Eamon. And I'm Zeb. And today is that very special day in January 22nd. Um, it's Answer Your Cat's Questions Day. Thank you, daysoftheyear.com. It's a very important day. A lot of the year you look at your cat and it probably has questions and you just you just go, shut up, cat. Yeah, most of or the something. year my cat is just like walking beside me asking me questions every hour of every waking um, day. And... Most of the year, I just sort of ignore it. I just sort of like tell it, like, can you just go ask someone else, please? But once a year, every year, we take the time to answer that cat's questions. Yeah. And boy, does it have a lot of them. Boy, does it have a lot of the same question. Food. 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 Sleep. Food. Where? Sleep. Where food? Where are you? Where are you? Lasagna. Lasagna? Lasagna. Monday. (laughs) Ironically, this is on a Monday. <laughs> yes, we've done. We've done it. We've solved the podcasting riddle. Like of all the day, maybe that's intentional though. Like the cats of all the days to ask questions, it's not going to want to do it Monday. Man, I I'm tired. <laughs> so this and is I, an ex- this is an exploit. I, I'm so tired. I had a real dumb thought come through my head, which is, wait, is this here because it's the first Monday of the month, twenty <laughs> second of January? <laughs> Yes. Um, so, before we dive deep into um, answering those amazing questions that the cats have for us, uh, I just want to take like a real quick moment to just mention that um, I've just like updated a bunch of stuff on our social stuff. So, we have a, a Facebook group now that I'd love to get some people in to like just chat about random crap like answering cats' questions. And that's the But Yeah podcast group, which you can find at um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash But Yeah if you like to type things it's- in. It's not the most colourful name, but if you've got a better word for group, like, like I don't know, collective, <clears throat> gang, uh, club, club, uh, you know, if you've got a really cool one of those, uh, murder. feel free to suggest it. The bu- yeah, yeah, murder. podcast murder. Apparently, yeah, that's a group of crows. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, you can, you can chat to us at ButYearPod on Twitter. Or um, go to our website, butyeahpodcast.com. That's all I want to say about that, because I want to talk about we, these cats. We, we could be a congress. That's, I guess it's a congress of owls. I don't want to be a congress. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to be. For one, it's got, it sounds like gross. 
<laughs> I mean, it literally has the word gross in it. But it is how you run a country. Yeah. <laughs> gross country. Um, okay. So, where were we at with the cat thing, though? Um, well, I guess you really got to start it at the base. When you're talking to cats, usually I, I personally don't really understand what they're saying. Um, I don't know if some people do better than I, like, I don't ha- I don't, I've had cats in the past when I was a kid, we had some cats. We got one cat, didn't de-sex it. By the time I was about 11, first getting the cat at five, by the time I was about, oh no, no, by the time I was eight, we had about 15 cats. <laughs> some cats. Um, you'd step out of the, you'd step out of the back door and they would just, you'd, they would pile, it stacks on, yells the cats. Um, I think you need to, you need to pick a different, um... Different word for the number of your cats. Stacks. Because 15 is not some cats. Okay, I'll, uh, a congress of cats. You had a cat cafe of cats. I had a, I had a community of cats. You had a, 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 small, a small village of cats. Okay. Um, the matriarch, uh, old Lolly. You had an feral. In- Zeb, you had, you had an infestation of cats. Let's so face reality. Oh, no, they were very much... We love them cats. You can love. Sort of. I mean, you can love an infestation. Like I have an infestation of cockroaches. I don't, I don't think it doesn't you, mean I don't love them. I don't think that's true. I think infestation my, implies extermination. <laughs> my Sims had an infestation of some sort of squiggly bugs, and they got along oh, just fine. They they scream and yell and don't do anything for half an hour whenever they see. Them. Sorry. Um. Real quick sidebar. Did your Sims ever get eaten by the bugs? No, because my Sims, one one sim of mine went outside one day of his house to spray the bugs, and the bugs just like swarmed him and ate him. Um, so this I is feel like you shouldn't love the bugs. You should kill them as soon as they appear. I feel like I'm, because I feel like I'm living a creepy pasta. Is that real life? Is that what happens when there's too many cock- cockroaches? If you get too many cockroaches, do they swarm you and eat you? If you get I mean, too many cro- cats, can- do they do the same? I mean, they do say that when you die, cats will eat you, so... Okay, so I'm glad we've agreed that you had an infestation. As, as long as they don't do it the other way around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The first point is, like, I'd have those cats. They would ask me things such as, I want your food, I assume, in cat language, <laughs> by that, the body language. Is and that a question? <laughs> it's a demand. <laughs> Can I have your food? It, it was a lot more aggressive than can I have your food. <laughs> um, but like, what would you even ask your cat if you could talk to your cat? I guess that's the other way around of the purpose of the holiday, but you got to establish contact first. Okay. Well, like, what would, what would guess, you ask your cat? I guess I'll rule out things that I would tell my cat because that's not what the day is. The spirit of the day is what information can we get from these cats? You want to make the cat feel comfortable to ask you questions. You don't want to tell it what to do. Let's start with useless questions like, how are you going? Um, did you see the weather today? Um, how's work? So just small talk with small the cats. Small talk. I guess that's where we start because there are some really interesting questions you could ask a cat. Um, man, but like, I don't think cats would dig small talk though. They're the kind of animal would just sort of like the kind of, if they were a person, you'd do the small talk and they just sort of like give you a real like resting glow- <laughs> glower. <laughs> I think they would probably just look away from you and keep eating their food. Yeah. Well, that's Imagine a- if cats were people. Imagine if people did what cats do. <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who... who I've of- met people like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, other, other small questions we could ask cats before we get to the big questions, because I know that they know those secrets. Um, like, 
Why? Why are you well nourished? Why do you? Why do you hide all the things behind the couch, cat? Why do you attack get it. my things when they're on the table? Why is string so intriguing to you? Why do you bite my hand when I pat you enough? Why? Why is why? Why catnip does do what it does? <laughs> what? Apparently, there's a thing. One of my friends had a cat, and like, um, whenever they'd poop, they'd go nuts. Oh yeah, mine. And does, apparently, it's a thing. It's called like probably... a poop craze or a poop frenzy. It's probably also like some cats do or that. Something. Or it's worms. Yeah, I don't know. I try not to think about it. All right, so I think I think that's all. That's all the small questions, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. What are some- but I mean, you've still got to establish. Like initial contact. Yeah, you have to. You like, can't just walk up to it and start asking what the meaning of life is. You have to sort of warm up the conversation. Yeah. So, like, you have a cat. I don't. So I can't really test this. I believe you tried talking to your cat um, recently. No, I didn't do oh. that. Um, what I did do is just sort of live alongside it for the past three years, and I've learned that um, it likes to sort of just yell at me every day. It's kind of annoying, but it's also, I guess, that's just what it does. What I have read is that cats will talk to their owners more, like if um, an owner talks to them. So I think they just sort of like, I don't know. They think that you want to be talked to because you talk to them, which I guess is what co-workers are like. (laughs) People in general, I guess. I guess that is how social, at least implies that they have some sort of social function. Yeah. Like if you- Because cats generally don't really. Like as a species, like you compare that, contrast them with dogs, where dogs are a social animal that evolved alongside humans to get humans because it was like a symbiotic relationship. They'd help us hunt. We'd give them some of the food. It worked out really well. While cats, even when they are a cat, like even and like dogs will be pack animals in nature. They do that same thing. While cats in nature, they they're there on their own. They hunt on their own. They're like keep away to all the other cats. I hate you. I'm a cat. Don't go near me. Um, I guess lions do the thing, they, but even that they hate sports. Yeah, they're not they're not a team player by any measure of the word. Hate sports, um, love La Saga. Yeah, so it's really amazing that we've ended up with them as pets, but like, it's actually it's totally they tricked us. That's why they're our pets. Yeah, they're like, the way. look at me! I will eat all your rats and protect you from diseases. Yeah, then they do none of it. And then the diseases so went away and we're stuck <laughs> with all these cats that we can't get rid of. Okay, it's partly that. I guess that is one use to it. But the other half of it is that they have parasites in their poop called taxoplasma, which research has shown it changes your attitudes towards cats when you're <laughs> exposed to it. Okay. Like, you, you're more you're more accepting of cats the more you're exposed to taxoplasma. This Gandhi, is, this is something I've read. Yeah, like it's a, it's a thing. It's it's the same the same kind of parasite. It's kind of like in Resident Evil Four or like something like that, where you have the parasites that take over the animal's body. Yeah, yeah, and then the things split out of your face. And um, yeah, like with with worms and stuff like that, it makes the worm like go up and stand on top of the grass till a bird eats it, and then the bird gets real placid, and then and like it travels through the food channel. It doesn't affect humans. And then eventually, quite the, same the way. A human eats the bird, and the yeah. cycle is complete. Well, 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 more like it inhales it from the cat's poop by being near the cat or touching the cat. Yeah. And then the cat's like, you love me against your will now. And you're like, mm, I guess I do. I think... you real anti-social creature in my house. I would like to know like the details of the, the study that goes into that. Because it seems to be more like based on animals that experience fear of cats. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. There's the mice thing. The I, mice like, stop fearing as, cats. 
as a medium to large human being, look down upon those little creatures and I'm like, I'm not scared of that. Yeah. And I, but like, I don't think that's because I have the toxoplasmus in my, in my brain. But like the research is sort of just like, there's a subtle effect that humans are more... Yeah, like are more okay with cats the more they're exposed to taxoplasma. Yeah, like it's just like a very subtle sort of tweaking of something. Yeah, like like red wine and dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cat chocolate. It's internet science. (laughs) It's cool to think of it like that. So, what other animals talk when Um, when you talk to them more? Like we've got humans, and we've got like generally none of them except for parrots, but that's a trick. (laughs) Interestingly, also crows. Why are all these animals trying to trick us? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think with birds, it's they're, they're intentionally trying to trick us. That said, um, everything is about survival, and like in a way, everything. chickens and cows by being really delicious. Man, there was a great. Oh, what's it called? The guy who does Saturday morning breakfast cereal. They have this like yearly lecture series, which ah, is just like ridiculous shit. Yes, that thing but I also can't a, remember. <laughs> what is it? Oh. Like the the bang Bar lectures fest. or something like that. Barfest. Barfest, yeah. They did a really good one. It's not one of them did, and it was just like chickens and um, the reason most things taste like chickens is because chickens delicious and it's adaptive for animals to taste like chicken because then humans cultivate them <laughs> <laughs> and they actually become really successful. There's heaps of chickens, yeah. and heaps of cows, yeah, it, because um, we like the taste of them. So it's adaptive. Yeah, I love that festival. Um, but yeah, I don't think parrots and crows are just. I don't think they're intentionally trying to. In- like trick us but they just like sounds they're like a soundy animal that loves sounds yeah um, i mean this my grandfather was there's two types of sorry? survival like there's survival right now in the moment for your lifespan and then there's survival for your species yeah yeah and that's where adaption comes into play um but yeah my grandfather was telling me about how he's great at christmas his great uncle had a crow and t- t- the crows can't they can speak like humans if you fork their tongues which is kind of messed up but it works, yeah. and I guess that that's just what they did. I don't know whether they found it like that or whether they did it. But they had this crow, which would just like it was just it was always swear because it picked all the swear words up <laughs> from like the grandfather, <laughs> just like yell and scream at everyone. But like it would also dob on people, so it understood on some level what was the appropriate thing to say. Because <laughs> like people would come to stand in the house, but they if they didn't wipe their shoes and take them off, it would go like mom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool for like. <laughs> call for um, uh, my, my poppy's uh, great aunt I guess <laughs> that crow has to dob me that crow has no chill yeah it's a total dobber it's a snitch <laughs> um, but like birds in general because they're really because they sing and they do all these complex sounds and all that there's all this interesting research that they really don't understand what they're saying really but on some level they kind of do they know that we respond to it in some ways, so I guess they just keep doing that sound. Yeah, to them. I mean, but- there's a whole thing with um, cats and them training you to pat them, <laughs> which is, that's funny. Which is like you're meant to avoid like patting your cat when it comes up to you and meows at you, because then it, yeah. it starts to sort of get in the mindset that when it wants a pat, it comes and gets it. That's funny. <laughs> that's what communication is. It's just manipulating everyone in some way. Yeah, I mean, that's keep the animals trying to find ways to manipulate each other. I mean, um, that's what I, I mean. Like- that's what everything is. That's what. All communication is, I guess, on some level. Yeah, like mean, people that's, need that's society. People need something. Um, got to do something to get something. 
But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, even, like, birds have names for each other as well. I was going to say before, like, like, it's certain types of birds, but, like, they identify that they have certain song patterns associated with other birds that they would meet. So they just make certain sounds. Like, it's a name. It's a name, but just, like, a bird name. So it's like, hoodle deedle boop. All right. That's, that's hoodle deedle boop. But also, like, they realized that if they recorded certain birds and then played back it with a little, but made it slightly wrong, they'd go ballistic. And the, the, the science con- the concluded of why, why they responded this way is that birds hate poor grammar in bird, gra- in bird speak. <laughs> um, it means they're saying it wrong and they're like, what the? <laughs> Say it right. Um, so, so if, <laughs> Which is hilarious. if birds have names for each other, um, I'm assuming the name is to sort of carry a certain trait of that other bird. Yeah. Um, so there must like be if one birds... bird's really bad at if one bird's bad at singing, they give him a real shit song. Yeah. So like, um, I guess birds can sort of have um bad names for each other because they hate each other. Just like mean bird names. Yeah, just like shithead. Or like one bird can't fly well and he falls out of the tree or something, and then it's call him like. It comes. And I'd love to see someone try and translate the names into the qualities of the other bird. That would be amazing. <laughs> Trying to like see if they mean like human word things. Yeah. <laughs> like even just colors like green or blue. Yeah. I think that is a thing. Like they, on some level they're able to identify all that sort of stuff. I think like, I guess outside of monkeys and dolphins, because like they have communicated with monkeys via those keyboards and all that. And dolphins like seem like they could really understand, like actually understand and have some form of language. Yeah, no one wants to talk to dolphins, though. Um, birds would be the next one because they have a higher level of communication than other animals. Which is probably why cats hate them so much. Yeah, that's why they're always eating them. They're always like, stop talking to the humans. They're trying to spill their secrets. The birds know. The birds know what the cats are up to. That's, that's what I would ask my cat is... I would ask my cat, what do the birds know? Tell me, we have 30 seconds. I need to know. <laughs> they're up there... Watching, watching us every minute of every day. What do they know? Why do you have to kill them? <laughs> and the cat would give me like some huge like racist conspiracy theory. Yeah. See, what you got to know about birds is that they're shit. Yeah, they suck. They're all shit. I hate them. Look at them flapping around thinking they're so good. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Um, outside of verbal communication, though, like that's so few animals can do the verbal stuff because I mean, cats can meow, but they don't have a, a complex voice box like birds do. Birds just sort of evolve. Also, birds are like the only really colorful animal, too. No, no, like very few animals in nature have blue on them, except birds. Really? And butterflies. Yeah, because you can't. I watched something on the other day because like blue doesn't generate the same way other colors do in nature. Like it's actually just like they've got a really complex. Um, surface to make it bounce blue light rather than being actually blue. Right. It just reflects blue because blue is just a rare color in nature. Most animals probably can't see blue. Like cats and dogs probably can't see blue. So blue is the smart color. Yeah. If you're super clever. Yeah. Is that why you're writing our notes in blue text? That's why I'm writing my notes in blue text. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Was that your whole point? <laughs> no, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, a lot of animals will communicate, like, visually and all of that. Smells. Boring. Yeah. I don't want to talk about... I don't want yeah, to talk so about visual communication. I, I feel like we've already sort of covered that pretty well anyway. One other interesting thing just about how language is, though. Like, there's this whole theory in evolutionary psych that all consciousness is, is language. That, like, there is no language outside of language... I mean, there is no consciousness outside of language Um, or consciousness only evolved because of language. Like you're not really aware unless you have some form of language. Right. 
Um, it's kind of human centric from what I did read of it. Although it's been a while, granted, since I actually read all this, so I could be misrepresenting it. Yeah, so, okay. if so if anyone knows about this and they want to correct me, feel free. But um, the basic idea is just that because when you think, you think in words, at least as humans. I mean, sure enough, we think in pictures sometimes, but that's like a different type of consciousness. I don't really agree with it because I think animals definitely have self-awareness, but I think it's more, it would be better said as like consciousness is a byproduct of communication in general. And the more complex the communication you have or a species has, the more complex its consciousness is able to be because they need to have a more complex mind to communicate more complex things. Right. So they've sort of, they've sort of got in like a consciousness um, cold war where they're both increasing yeah. in complexity and they have to keep advancing in order to remain, like, survive in the, in yeah. the food chain. Um, yeah. And they've just sort of screwed themselves over because they have to keep getting better and better until finally yeah. you have French. <laughs> exactly. Or memes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, communication, which is so far beyond communication that it requires 10 levels of communication before you understand what it is. Yeah. We're still doing that war. It hasn't ended. Oh, no, that war never ends. Well, I guess that war ends in total destruction of everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, ironically, though. Yeah, super ironically. Like, um, the AIs that destroy us will have, like, super simple communication using beeps. <laughs> they're like, this is the perfect communication. And now a word from our sponsors. Oh man, my name's Big Gary, and I'm just so sick of all these cats around my neighborhood. You can come join me in my neighborhood cat watch. We capture the cats, and we take them far away to just anywhere else other than this neighborhood. Say the thing, Big James. If you don't- if you like cats, oh, we don't like you. (laughs) If you like cats, you're in our sights. Wait, does this guy kidnap cats or people? I guess the best way to get rid of cats is to get rid of the cat people. I don't want to. I don't want to facilitate this business. I don't feel right being advertised with these sinister people. Hey, we're back. That was a great break. Uh, I <laughs> I just sort of like. Sort of lean back in my chair for a bit, sort of just teetering on the edge, just leaning right back to the point where it could fall and you'll never know when it's going to happen. Um, so that was really nice. Yeah. What did you do on your break? Oh, I, uh, I you know, I just sort of um, repositioned the three rocks on my desk. Okay. So we're done talking about cats now. It's time to talk about the future of animals and humans, I think. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. You recently went to an optometrist? Yeah, I went to an optometrist, um, sort of really just tagging along with someone else um, who needed to get their eyes checked, but was stubborn about it. Um, We've been lecturing them for two years. Yeah, someone I've just been lecturing for like two years. I've been like doing like PowerPoint presentations on how the eye works and just like, there's just been like a big long montage of me getting to them to this point. Um, So I went with them and got my eyes checked too. Um, And my eyes are sort of like... um, mildly long-sighted so like i got that good vision um but it just hurts but like to use but early, early, to read early far away <laughs> yeah it, it's just it's mainly like i might have some um like brain issues if i sit down and try and read paper for too long that's pretty normal yeah though. i feel like just like anyone especially once you sort of cross 25 basically your eyes bad now <laughs> Like every year, they'll be a little bit worse. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just universal. Um, so they, especially because we live with computers and we look at them constantly. Yeah, um, and that little phone 
computer that lives in your pocket. The little phone that device that's always, always in your, looking at in your you, face. Sucking out the um the youth. Eye vision. The youth from your eyes. Depleting your eye points gradually. Yeah. That's how our vision works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You have only like a hundred points. Um, so they ended up getting glasses and um sort of like realizing what the world is like when they can focus on things. And it sort of <laughs> it got me thinking on like what other things um can we upgrade about ourselves this year? Well, like firstly our eyes, we can get glasses. Yeah, firstly our eyes. That's that's kind of a good um good like that's a good stepping good. stone towards a better you is stop looking yeah. through your horrible blurry vision. <laughs> um get your eyes checked if you're concerned about that or any other limb if it's not doing its thing. Go to that associated limologist and get like some lenses for him. So it got me thinking about what we can upgrade about ourselves this year. Our eyes. Our eyes. That's a good stepping stone or, into the or other limbs. Into the future. Or other limbs. But like um Why not? Mainly it got me thinking about it because like for starters, like PSA, if you are anyone or you know anyone who's stubborn about getting their eyes checked, it's your job to go and do that. And um either make them do it or do it yourself, whichever one you are, if you're the friend or the person. Um you got to go do it because it can make a huge difference and you won't know until you check them. So go do yeah, it. If your eyes are feeling a bit off, get no. them checked. If, if your you, arms are flailing uncontrollably, even if you don't, get new even arms. Even if you don't feel it or you don't see it, um, if anyone said like, hey, why can't you read that? Or like, what's up with you? Are you a different shape than usual? Are you a triangle? Like this extends into other like parts of the body, obviously. Like are you nine foot tall and you don't realize it? All of a sudden. You should check your spine I mean, as well. Is your spine too long? <laughs> is your, you, get, go to the spinologist. You should get your neck measured to make sure you don't have a very long neck. No, my neck's fine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's there up there eating the topmost juicy leaves. <laughs> Everyone's like, mm, I don't know about that. Because like, we don't treat... Although that's useful. We I don't, don't treat many other things like... We do with um, like eyesight or maybe hearing where it's sort of subjective. Like, oh, no, I can see fine. Or like, no, I can hear that fine. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of difficult, though. Like with eyesight, I feel it's fairly objective. A lot of stuff is just sort of like, I mean, you can always argue that like as long as it's not making life difficult for you, it's not really a problem. But with your eyes, if you literally can't like, I don't know. Okay. I Let's something. say. Or if you can't hear anything, maybe hearing oh, aids. Um. I, I, my name is Knifey Jim. I've got these knives that got stabbed through my hands when I was a teenager and I just kept them in there. And life life is pretty easy anyway, so <laughs> it's not like a much of a problem. Just, I just got knives in my hands. They call me Knifey Jim. Knifey Jim. I mean, if you remove them, that seems like it's an important part of his identity. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> of Knifey Jim's identity. Yeah, but then, Who would and he then, be without the, his knives in his yeah, hands? Yeah, exactly. Then you got Blurry Gary over there. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, my name's Blurry Gary. I can't make out any faces. Wait, is, is he really blurry or he can't <laughs> he see? He sees people who are blurry. Everyone looks blurry to Blurry Gary. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he looks blurry and everyone's like... <laughs> You need to get that checked out. I can't see you. <laughs> but yeah, you need to get some. You need to get some glasses affixed around your whole body. So, are you implying that we just let Knifey Jim walk around with knives in his hands? No, no, no. Is he, he's I, pretty. He's but, pretty but happy like, with the way lives re- are going for him. You got to respect Knifey Jim's agency too, though. You've got to. You can't force Knifey Jim to go. You got to make him make the decision. To okay, go. Not, not make him make the decision. Yeah, but the only way I'm going to get Knifey Jim in to go see the knife doctor is if I 
put some pretend knives on my hand and be like, oh, we don't know if these are real knives or not. We should just go get them checked. <laughs> we can't encourage that behavior. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just talking from a everyone's perspective is valid. It's just my, my psych training. Especially Knifey Jim. But at the same time, um, you've got to... Like from a mental, because I'm, I'm what I'm really thinking of here is mental health disorders, where it's like certain cases, like people will have like a personality disorder, and like on one hand, it's like yes, go get treatment for your personality disorder, but on the other hand, that's who they are. Yeah, that's not relevant to like sensory issues, of course. That's a very strict and objective. Thing. I mean, you could describe people as just like a collection of different disorders if we wanted to get rid of all their personality traits. Like, there's positive. Like, there's disorders that affect people positively and negatively. Yeah. Like, there's, like, someone who's overly happy all the time. Yeah, get rid of that shit. Uh, even if they are just literally... Even if they are just literally St- that. Stop that. It could easily... Stop that. It could happening. easily be something we could solve. <laughs> what, by, like, killing their pet? <laughs> well, no, we might find out that they have <laughs> some unresolved things in their past that makes them act real happy. I mean, they may have a tumor in the lobe. Yeah. That's probably what's that's actually happening. So that is worth getting checked. <laughs> hey, but what if they die happy? Yeah. Are you going to take that away from them? What if they What if they don't die though, from the tumor on their happy lobe? Yeah, I guess. Or what if it, it gets too big and then squashes out their happy lobe? And they're like, now they can't have happiness at all or something. What if it gets three big and then it like makes it even bigger and then they're just even happier? Man. That's how you make a utility monster. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um, I think sort of like improving different parts of the human experience is good this year. Yeah, we just need to add more parts. Yeah, speaking of adding more parts, I, I cut off the back of my hair. <laughs> How's it feel? Do you feel like faster and sleeker? I feel I feel like I can run very fast. <laughs> There's none of that hair dragging you down. Now, you can finally go for the Olympic swimming team like you always wanted. Yeah. I mean, like, I I used to not be able to squeeze into that little head cap, and now I can fit it all in there. <laughs> and um, it's fantastic. I can swim faster than ever. I, I can outrun or outswim anybody. Um, so you made, like, a cool thing the other day, speaking of, like, innovations. You made, like, a mad song. I made, like, a... Ho- I kind of made a horrible thing. <laughs> kind of... Kind of great, but kind of horrible. I mean, I mean, um, I feel it's nothing but beneficial to society. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that about anything. <laughs> um, but what I did is, um, if you don't know the guy, it's um, Griffin McElroy from um, My Brother and My Brother and Me. Um, he did a thing a while ago that has been like the bane of his existence ever since. <laughs> like, he, like, his, like, because it's a meme. Does <laughs> he hate it? He's be- he, Griffin McElroy walking meme. Um, it's just been like spreading around more and more since then, and people just keep asking him about bananas and vor. <laughs> um, he he like during like an interview for like video games, he bit a banana without um, peeling it, and it made this amazing crunch sound that everyone labeled crunch with an O. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a, it's, <laughs> you can't describe it. It's such a sound. It's such a sound. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Um, you wouldn't expect the bite to make that sound. It's amazing. Go look at it. Um, it's like a series of crunches, like a series of little crunches, um, along with a really disgusted looking face. Like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? 
I've crunched the wrong thing. Yeah, so so I was just one crunch too far. I was talking to some people the other day, and they were like, um, I like mentioned the crunch, and then they were like, "Oh, is it? Did you make a song from it?" And I was like, "No, but challenge accepted." <laughs> <laughs> and so then for like the next hour and a half, I enhanced this crunch, and I um, sliced it up, and I pitched all the little things around um, in my music software, and I made a song that is composed entirely of the audio from that one fateful crunch. Uh, there's a link to it on the Facebook group if you actually want to see it. Yeah, I posted it in the Facebook group um, tomorrow. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's a fun video. The other thing about the video is um, it takes it to like another level of bizarre is that um, there's this guy who you, like used to work for um, some of the people that Griffin used to work or works for or used to, I'm not sure. But um, he sort of got shunned by the community. And so everyone refers to him as just static noise. They don't say his name anymore in the groups that I um, follow um, just because of like he he did some like skeezy things and um, people don't support him anymore. He's been I think I don't think he works for the company anymore. So people avoid um, mentioning him. And um, so what I did in the video is just just the void of static where he once was. Yeah. In the video, I just sort of static him out. And when I posted that in the group, there was like maybe there- two people who were sort of distressed about that but most of the part people were just sort of like this is a very cool video um and wait they were distressed about him being staticed out or the other way uh him being staticed out okay um but okay uh, i don't know it, like if anyone wanted it pulled i'd pull it and everyone seems to just enjoy it which is good <laughs> it's just a silly it's just, it's just a fun video it's nothing let's let's not take it to the political world it's just some good crunches. It's it's all about that crunch. And it's it's just a really um fun thing to do to sample audio like that. <laughs> like it it's really meticulous, like getting like all the pops and turning them into kicks and snares and instruments. Um and it's insane <laughs> that thing you can make something out of it. Essentially, it the like when you're done with it, it's not really that audio. Really you've taken like literally anything and turned it into that, but it's still it is sort of still that. Like, it'd be like if you took, like, the audio from, like, tapping on the table and then pitch it around and it'd make, like, a drum beat. It's not really the not really the tapping on the table. I love those things. Like, I love those crazy videos where they just get random crap and just turn it into surprisingly good songs. Yeah. Like, there's all those political ones. Whenever, like, a politician says something stupid, they remix it. <laughs> like, that's always really good. Yeah, it's always amazing. I think they made a song out of Tony Abbott's Bite in the Onion. Oh, yeah. Those, <laughs> did those are always amazing. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm going to post that in the in the group for you guys if you're interested. Um, I think it's a fun song. I think it's a, mm, like... I enjoyed it. I think it's one of the coolest things I've made lately. Just in, even just the song, like having like something to work from um, is really inspiring. It's really cool. Um, did you have anything else to talk about? I remember once... Um, I remember whether it was something I read on the internet or someone I knew actually did it. But they got the Pokedex... Um, like the soundboard for all the Pokemon in the Pokedex on their phone and they were playing it to the dog and the dog was flipping out <laughs> <laughs> like at the sounds of it like because they, they sound like animals yeah, they like, sound like growls but <laughs> put through a digitizer that's really cool so I was like flipping out on them and like reacting I was having a good time seeing how it reacted to different Pokemon yeah but I mean imagine it from the dog's perspective yeah probably terrifying imagine the size of the phone in relation to your own head 
And then imagine the size of the creature in relation to you that's showing you this. It's like this giant booming box going like... <laughs> Making sounds that sound kind of like... You know when they do those, like, it sounds like English, but it's not English? Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Sometimes it sounds really aggressive, though. But also, no. Poke- Pokedex sounds are really, like, screechy. So it'd be more like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Simish, but, like, put through a distorter. Yeah, that would be terrifying. I'd would never be. want to experience that. Little little dogs must just be like constantly terrified though. Like Oh yeah. Oh yes. They'd have so much Always. anxiety. They look like they do. Yeah, they definitely look like they do. So it's thanks for listening, fun. guys. Have a good check all that things out, you know. Well they don't know. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna have to tell them. But you can chat to us um at But Yeah Pod on Twitter or you can go check out um the But Yeah Podcast group on Facebook. And just join and just start chatting about this week's stuff. Like, I want to know what you would ask your cat. And I want to know just anything you really want to talk about. It'll be awesome. All right, everyone. Have a good. Bye. That's not enough words. Bye.